here we are. We're back. Three Night Bender, back on the air. Uh, Todd Hauser here. I'm always joined with my man here, James Buzos. What's good? And we have been uh, in quarantine for the last eight months. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of developments this year with sports. And uh, just the world has completely changed. Um, you know, this is this is the first time we've been back in the studio together. So it's it's been a while for us as well. Even though I see you like on a weekly basis, yeah. this is the first time we've sat down and actually done a podcast. Well, that's that's work related. So now now we're back in here having fun. Um, you know, hopefully everybody out there is, is safe. I'm, I'm sure that's the case. Uh, you know, we haven't had too many issues with COVID-19, just kind of a change of pace for what we're doing. Um, you know, as far as our day to days, a lot of a lot of people are staying home and having to deal with their spouse and kids and kicking their dog, dealing with their dogs, their animals. I mean, it's we've it's, got our third night over here. Her name is Tony. She's a <laughs> black cat that's just sleeping on the bar with us. So we're dealing with her right now. Yeah, you know, I'm the owner of a, a new cat too. Since this COVID thing happened, I, Congra- I you want to you want to give a quick little brief tiny story about yeah, that? I mean, cute uh, little kitten named shoot. Hemi. If you, if you guys don't know, we're in the uh, roofing industry, and um, when I was actually getting up on a roof, a, a woman pulled over with a, um, a vehicle issue and, and popped her hood for me, and, and I told her to shut off her car. There was a little kitten stuck in there, so I pulled the, the kitten out from behind the engine, and uh, you know, then it was a situation where I was like, all right, here's your cat, and she's <laughs> like, it's not my cat, and I was like, well what do you want me to do with it and she's like not my problem and drove off so now little hemi is is my problem but uh you know he's, he's a cute problem he's to have. cute as a button and he's been a lot of fun with the dog so that's a new member of our family um well congratulations thank you wedding's been pushed back it's uh we're gonna try and pull it off this month but it's supposed to be back in what may yeah i think may so now we're gonna try and do it at the end of this month it's it's a different world man it is it's been completely it's world's been turned upside down but if you didn't also hear like i guess we're about to go into phase three did you know there is a phase three i knew about the phases originally but i i have no idea what those mean now apparently it means that they're going to open up all the bars restaurants stores everything will be completely opened with limited social distancing really yeah what does limited social distancing mean i mean i think it means that everybody except for well, I guess Karen would be the one that would actually like not do it, but there's going to be just like, it's not going to be as enforced. They're going to take the arrows off the public's floor if they haven't already. Make yeah, sure yeah both they have. I've seen that. Oh, okay. Make sure both entrances are opened. Not probably hover over your shoulder and shout about six feet, but yeah, phase three is about to begin. I didn't even know there was a phase three. Yeah. I thought we had been like basically <laughs> opened up. Do we still have like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a curfew? Is that still in effect? No, effect? no. Okay. That's been I, I, I haven't gotten notice the of anything changing. The curfew had to do with the uh, the protests more than the, the COVID thing, I think. But um, Probably. You know, the phase, I, they rolled out phase one, phase two, and phase three. And I think we, we got to phase two and then had some issues and kind of pulled it back a little bit. And I don't think anybody's even talked about the phases for a while. But um, when I saw that pop on, like, Spectrum 13 News, like, phase three about to begin, I was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. So now we're in social cautiousness. Um, the the bars have found ways to open up. They've started serving food, and uh, there's a place called Tuffy's out in Sanford that is serving school style lunch. School style lunch, yeah, like so like a uh, like like sloppy joes and like the crappy like chicken patty that you'd get when 
It yep. was chicken sandwich day. And I don't think they have those two items. They may have the sloppy Joe, but I know they give you a styrofoam plate. They give you peaches, tater tots, the square cut pizza. I Ooh. think they have a sandwich. I don't know if you get the milk carton or not. I think they're still banking on you to, to drink the alcohol, but that's their way of getting away the uh, getting away from you know having to wait for phase three. They were became a, a restaurant essentially. Basically, they hired the school cafeteria teachers who were unfortunately laid off because there wasn't enough capacity in schools. Yeah. And they're like, we're just going to give you work. That's actually, that's pretty smart on their part. If that's I would hope if happened. that's what happened. That's brilliant, really. Very yeah. smart. Speaking of bars, we do have an alcoholic beverage to drink here at oh, 10.08 yeah. in the morning. Since honor of college football and us, what should have been tailgating yesterday in the morning for our early afternoon game, yeah. we shall drink a beer. I haven't I haven't drank a, a real social beer at a buddy's house for a while, so this is this is an experience. What what can you tell us about this one we're we're drinking here? Well, everyone should have heard of Kona Brewing. This has nothing to do with UCF or anything, but uh, this is the Island Colada Cream Ale, which is a limited release beer. Just pretty cool. I'd never had it before. I just saw it on the shelf one day and was like, I'm going to take this. So it's been sitting in our main fridge because we have a beer fridge right over here next to the bar. Obviously, it's been sitting in our main fridge for like the last I don't know eight months. Well, let's check the expiration date real quick. Yeah. Uh, on, on the bottom, let's say, take a look. It says I, December I, I, 31st. <laughs> Wait, does that say December 31st of 19? Well, it says it was packaged then. So oh, I think, okay. I think oh. it's still all right. You know, we'll, we'll find out here in a second. So all right. cheers to our cheers. latest show here. I know it's been a while. It has been eight months though. Caitlin actually texted me in the midst of your beginning monologue to say it has not been eight months. Oh, well, you know, I don't think anybody she has gonna, to critique you. No one's going to fact check of the air. <laughs> No, you got that one guy. There's going to be one person that does like Jeff, one Ruber. of the 17 people that's going to listen to this show. It's going to yeah. be like, <laughs> it hasn't been that long. All right. So what do we got on the docket well, today? Let's see, man. Let's get into sports because we've been missing that and uh, we've thank started it up in some form or fashion. So thank God it's back. Yeah. Thank God. I've been dying. I am uh, pretty aroused right now for <laughs> today. Uh, getting to see some college football on, on TV. I don't know what it's going to look like with, with fans or not fans, the crowd noise, the artificial crowd noise that, you know, a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's start with some sports that have already happened. We're going to get into the magic basketball season and how that finished up and how they, they pulled that whole thing off. So, so we talk, I mean, the, the mirror season that we had for 2018 to 19, like, I guess we ended exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. We start with where we were in the eighth position when, and then we played a few games and we finished in the eighth position. We actually had a really good shot. If you were following the bubble games at being the seventh seed. And then for some reason we just decided, nah, we'll take the bucks in the first round. That's cool (laughs) with me. Let's, let's face the MVP Greek freak because that's a smart decision. Yeah. We came out and won the first game like we did against Toronto Mm -hmm. last year, but, uh, then we were, I mean, we didn't get blown out like we did against Toronto. No, we were the in games the were games. Closer. Yeah. The games were closer. And a, 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 just going over a couple of the players that did not participate, like Mo Bamba was out basically from the get-go. He had a COVID-related, um, not sickness, because he got, I guess he got COVID-19 over the summer, but he had some like complications from COVID. So they told him not to play. So you're missing a guy who was averaging, I believe, like 15 and 11 off the bench. Right. I didn't realize he was having that great of a season until I saw that stat. I thought he was, to be honest, like just kind of underperforming, but apparently he was killing it. Yeah. I'm completely wrong. And then uh, Aaron Gordon obviously tweaks his hamstring out for the remainder of the series. Michael Carter-Williams hurts his foot out for the remainder of the series. And unfortunately, what I thought was the most devastating is Jonathan Isaac tearing his knee up after starting out so strong in the bubble games, looking like he's actually starting to turn into the first round pick we thought he'd be. 
Yeah. He's got a year of recovery. You know, I think the Magic, their first game or two, they just looked amazing coming mm-hmm. coming into the uh, the bubble situation. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Isaac was the big hit to the Magic. Yeah. Really. He was already yeah. a great defender. And then to start seeing him actually produce offense was – I was very excited. Yeah. So, hopefully, we wish him the best of luck and, you know, hopefully a quick – you know, pain-free recovery to getting back to 100%. And then we got Vooch, who played like someone was holding his family hostage or something because that man, 28 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 50% shooting, 40-something percent, 3 shooting, 91% free throw percentage. Man, you know your guy. I wrote it down last night. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not memorable, but holy cow. Like the, He had an amazing series. The biggest thing on that is he – Last year in the playoffs, I mean, he was great up until the playoffs, and then he really did shit the bed for the playoffs. Didn't play well. You know, he was in a, in a signing year, ended up re-signing with the Magic, probably lower than he should have gotten if he had played well in the uh, the playoffs. But it was good to see him have that strong performance and, and show who he really is because he is a part of the Magic, and he's really our guy right now. I mean, yeah. I'm a Fultz guy, but... Vooch is the guy who we depend on. Which, speaking of, I guess the next thing I wanted to talk about with the Magic is where do we go from here? Now, I mean, shooting was a huge problem in the series and really the last maybe seven or eight games in the bubble. You got Terrence Ross, who's basically your primary shooter. Now, we have him re-signed, and we'll probably have him for another couple of years. He's, I think, 31, 32. Yeah. So he's not young. Um, biggest, people, uh, biggest person people can talk about is like as far as trade bait is Aaron Gordon. Everyone yeah. wants us to trade Aaron Gordon. Every year they talk about trading Aaron Gordon. You've got Jonathan Isaacs. You have that first-round rookie kid that we took last year, Okiki, I think, from Auburn, who is also a forward. So you have a lot of redundancy with players that you got. Um, we've got so many centers. I mean, you got Vooch. Bamba could probably be a starting center if we didn't have Vooch, but he's great off the bench. Really what we need, I think, is guard help. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who can we bring in to assist Fultz, who had a great breakout I mean, I, I loved Fultz this year. Yeah. I thought he really showed that he can he can live up to that first overall status if he keeps on this trend. And he's only like 24. He's still a young kid. Well, can we re-sign him is the question. I think he likes it here. Yeah. I think that he was in a big market like Philly where people were screaming from the mountaintops to get rid of him because he was con- he was oft injured and he wasn't living up to being a first overall pick for, for a team that had like five straight first overall picks. And he comes here where he's in a low-key market. He doesn't have to be the face of the NBA being such a high overall pick, he can kind of just be himself and, you know, grow into a really good role and be hopefully maybe a top 10 point guard at some point. Yeah. Well, it's, it's sad right now to see how well Miami is doing with uh, Milwaukee. <laughs> you know, my seven and zero in the playoffs so far. Yeah. It's insane. I hate them. I hate Miami fans specifically because they like to just talk about the culture yeah, it's about the culture down here. I don't know, man. I just we need some room to talk. We need our our guys to yeah, no, to we, do we some stuff we, in the playoffs. We, we can't but, talk any smack, really. But, but we'll we'll see. I, there's a lot of stuff that may happen over this break um, before the next year starts. Hope I, I don't know what the answer is. You, mm-hmm. you think maybe guard get a good guard in there? To I think yeah. I think we need some. I think so we Augustine, need some you, you like Augustine or? Oh, I do. But he's Augustine is never. I mean, he had a great college career. I remember watching when he played for Texas. I thought he was going to be a great guard, and he's not bad. But he's not. He's not. I'd, I'd say he's a an above average point guard in the NBA. He's short. He's six foot. He's got a good. He I mean he's good with the ball in his hands. He's quick. He's got good ball ball handling in general. He's a good shooter. Yeah. But he's not a prototypical. He's not like you know Chris Paul or 
Harden or Westbrook. He's not a stud carry the franchise point guard. He's not Steph Curry. Like we, I, we need to get our hands on a really good guard to to help Fultz because Fultz also isn't a traditional point guard either. He's drive to the basket. He wants to score. He's not trying to dish it as much. So we need to try to find someone that can help run the offense, be the true point man, and that can shoot the ball when we need it. Yeah, I'd, I'd just like to get somebody cocky on the team. Yeah, someone to add some swag. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I mean. I, mean, I want like a Bill Lambeer type character. <laughs> <laughs> to just come in and just, you know, be a force and talk smack. And the Magic have never really been. I think the ownership doesn't like players like that. But I think we need somebody like that who just kind of, you know, carries himself with, with some swagger and do you want to tell everybody who bill lambier is i think you showed your age there because i'm <laughs> just, sure just so i mean watching the uh the old the jordan uh, i don't even know if we've talked about that on this yet oh my god jordan videos do, do we want to what is that called the, the uh, last dance the last dance i've yeah. watched the last dance four times through and i'm halfway through a fifth yeah just to, to just explain how freaking amazing that is it is so good yeah we, we just need some guys you know from the old co- culture of the detroit pistons or something like that just to to come out and you know crack a few skulls get a few exactly. technicals and maybe get a few suspensions but just just somebody who will push some people around and oh you want to drive to the basic i'm gonna punch you in the face yeah well i mean we need some of that but again the magic have never had players like that on their team they anybody who like that they get rid of unfortunately and, yeah so, doesn't fit our culture no <laughs> yeah apparently well i mean miami's got those kind of guys right now mm, so. I don't want to talk about miami. all right we'll skip miami let's get to ucf that's that's who we really want to talk about here. So, um, football season, you know, should have been starting yesterday. Yeah, should have. Another game canceled for UCF. Is that the third or fourth year in a row that we've had games canceled? At least the third. Yeah. Enough. Hurricanes twice. Now a pandemic. God hates the UCF nights. Yeah, it's it's rough. That would have been a great game this year. It would have. I was really looking forward to watching Sam Howell, the quarterback for North Carolina. Yeah. That kid looks like he's going to be a first round pick one day. He's a stud. Well. Maybe Whatever. maybe it'll happen in some kind of bowl capacity or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. They're supposed to have a really good year this year. We're supposed to have a good year. Um, you know, we started off the year ranked 21 with the AP and coaches poll. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big deal for us. I mean, we finished last year ranked, but we we dropped three games um, by a total of seven points. Yeah, well, that's true too. But I think enough enough people know we're legit now that we're getting those kind of you know, expectations each year that we're going to be in the top 25. We should be. I mean, since 2010, this team has finished in the top 25 as a five times now and has been bowl eligible. Well, I mean, outside that two, you know, hiccup years, I think we've been bowl eligible of the, of the last 10 years for six of them. We have some pretty good bowl games against Georgia. We've got the win against Auburn, played LSU, won the Fiesta Bowl against Baylor as one of the most, uh, will be the word, we were an un- like the biggest underdog in like BCS bowl history. Right. And then we beat them by 12 points. Yeah. So we're definitely legit. I think the nation knows that now. It's just a matter of getting the respect to actually be higher than 20 starting in the preseason polls. Right. And that's, that's going to be the rub, but and this year is not going to help a lot with, you know, dropping some big games. Um, you know, everybody's kind of staying in conference. So I don't know how teams are going to move around like they have in the past. I guess, Currently, we are 14 in the AP. Is that right? I mean, because of the... Yeah, after you remove all of the Big Ten teams that are out, the Pac-12 teams, you, we, I think we've moved up like seven or eight spots. So that, that'll be interesting. Our first game is going to be against the uh, 
the Georgia Tech, what are they, the Hornets? No, no the, the Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets, yeah. I really? I don't ever say the full name. They won the 1990 National Championship, Todd. How don't you know their mascot? Who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to play them. They're they're predicted to be the worst team in the Oh, Fun GT, Fun GT uh, um, st- stat. George O'Leary was the head coach of the Georgia Tech I did Yellow Jacket for a little while. So, yep, he was also the coach of Notre Dame for about a month or something. I think it was literally like a week. Oh, I think was it was a less week? than a month. Yeah, lying on his resume. That was uh, yeah. perfect for us. Resume padding—it's a thing, gentlemen. <laughs> so, um, you know, we—I I see here in your notes we have uh, changed our official name. We are no longer Spectrum Stadium. Mm-hmm. We don't have a sponsor right now, so mm-hmm. we are giving the stadium the name that it's always had anyway—the Bounce House. It is the Bounce House. So, so um, we, we have the, we have our favorite name that gets a zero dollars. Yeah, no marketing money whatsoever. No marketing, but it is named the correct the correct name that it will always be anyway. Did you hear about the whole rumor that Barstool Sports might be trying to buy a sponsorship to be our stadium carrier? I, I did hear that. I didn't read too much into it. Neither did I. I haven't heard anything else other than Dave Portnoy coming out and being like, "I have big news," and everyone's like, "What's going to happen? What's <laughs> happening?" But nothing ever actually happened. I don't yeah. know if that's still going to happen. I wish it would. Barstool, the Barstool Barstool Stadium. I mean. It'd still be the bounce house. Barstool bounce house is what it should be. Oh yeah, I like it. Um, How do you uh, bounce on a barstool? <laughs> In other news, we got uh, you know some good news coming from our our big time player KZ, who's been going through rehab, mm. and he is back on the field. Yeah. Now he's been cleared. He's you know we've saw we saw some of his medical. Um, I don't know, test that he had to do in order to, to be cleared. And we know he's been on the field and going through the drills and doing everything. We don't have the vision of exactly what capacity because uh, media's kind of been locked out this year because of the COVID situation. So we, we'll catch a glimpse of him in some kind of clip that is dropped by UCF. But yeah. we don't really know how active he is, how, you know, if he's on the depth chart where he would actually get into a game right now or if he's just still working through his injury to get back to some semblance of what he was. Yeah. He, well, he came to us in, was it 2016? Yeah. was his first year. Yep. So this would be his let's see, 2016, 17, 18, 19. This would be his fifth year. Mm-hmm. If he sits this year because of COVID, he doesn't waste any eligibility. And he also still has a medical red shirt. So he doesn't waste any eligibility this year anyway, right? Isn't Correct. Everybody's got a free year. I'm pretty sure. Actually, actually yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at he could possibly be at UCF for seven years right. if they really want to say, like, listen, take this year off. Mm-hmm. You, you can be on the practice team, but don't play. Use your medical red shirt. Make sure you come in 20, I mean, not at that point. You're talking 2022, 2023. Mm-hmm. You're 100% healthy. You're like 30 years old. You're basically a coach on the field. <laughs> Dylan Gabriel's gone. Yeah. You can bridge the gap between another generation. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. it all play out. That's, it sounds absolutely crazy when you say that out loud, but there's a possibility he could be on campus. Like He is the next Michael Kubiali who would just never leave UCF ever. Yeah, I hope I mean, so. I hope, I, I hope the moment he is done playing that we immediately extend him a contract and like whatever you want to do. Yeah, I mean, if if in ten years from now he's the head coach of the UCF football team, I I'll be thrilled. I mean that the guy, never leave. The guy is a legend. So I, you know, the the saddest thing for me is if he does get on the field this year and we don't have a hundred percent capacity in the bounce house. I because what the day I'm looking forward to is the day that he walks out on the field, even if it's just to take a snap. I want to be in the stadium to hear that place go nuts for this kid who's made this miraculous comeback. 
and and fought through all this adversity to uh and he and he's a hero he'll he'll oh, forever yeah. be a ucf hero and so to to be able to get the chance to see him take a snap again would be uh you know a, a very big highlight in in ucf football oh yeah it's one of those like you get like goosebumps thinking about it kind right, of thing that's right. crazy yeah did you see the uh someone uh, my wife posted the story on her instagram page if you actually for anybody complimenting you or me regarding our social media because our social media game has been on point recently that's completely my wife <laughs> she has her instagram account she does really good stories and posts really good stuff i have absolutely nothing to do with that todd doesn't even know what instagram is no schmish to schmam for him no but i'm not but don't don't paint me as like an old man like i know what it is i just don't really use it I, I did get into Snapchat because I thought that people were just going to start sending me nudes, but that <laughs> wasn't the case. In fact, well, it was the case, but it was it was like my friend Seth Petrozelli was sending me pictures of, of him nude, which I wasn't <laughs> really into. So um. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> well, my wife posted a, a, a story where apparently they said that KZ ran a 4-3-8-40. No way. No. That's what I said. I immediately was like, that is absolutely a lie. That's I think that was sarcastic. Yeah. There's He wasn't running a 4-3-8-40 before he blew out his knee, <laughs> right. let alone post-recovery let's be real i mean I, I don't think people realize how fast that is yeah that's incredible i you know what i've coached one kid in my whole life who who ran even close to that on a on a clock it was jeremy gallon who played for michigan i think he he ran a 4-3 once when we timed him i think his official time was like a 4-4 or something like that i was gonna say like when you like when you use like laser crap and like maybe it, it right. changes the game like right. he isn't i love casey He's not a four three guy. That's right. legit like Usain Bolt yeah. track speed. I'm sorry. That's too yeah. fast. Yeah. If you're a four six guy, you're lightning. I mean, you're you're a fast kid. So. I ran a sub five once in high school really? and I thought I was the greatest thing on earth. <laughs> yeah. My fat behind hustling down at like four nine eight. I was happy. I think I did it once and then I blew up both my knees and my back and I never did it again. Well, you were you've you caught the wind one day and you got to And that was also after I lost like forty pounds. Well, Cherish that that day because forever you'll never see forever. it again. You'll be happy to run a six. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd uh, love to do that. Um, all right, let's. We got some train. It, it took COVID to get UCF some four stars, some four star <laughs> transfers, young four star transfers, not like um, grad transfers. No, yeah, they're it. all like sophomores or freshmen or going right. to be sophomores. So these are guys who uh, either realized where they were wasn't the right fit for them or wanted to come home because of this situation or just, you know, realize how great UCF is to begin with. I don't know, you know, one of those things, but we've got some names here of some some stud guys who are coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to let you talk about them because you probably know more than I do, but Devod Wilson. Yeah, from Georgia. From Georgia, four-star. Cornerback, four-star. Yeah. Uh, you got, let's see, Jaden Francois, who, okay. funny enough, played for Nebraska. You know, you're talking Scott Frost and comes to Scott Frost's former school, also a four-star. You've got Marcus Tatum, offensive lineman from Tennessee. Um, looks like he might slide in to be our starting tackle. I, I've looked at the depth chart. It looks like they move stuff around because um, Sam Brown, as far as I've always known, has always been our right tackle, and they moved him into guard. So you have him basically overtaking Parker Bordeaux, who I thought was going to start this year. Mm-hmm. So we'll see that battle is going to be pretty big on when we talk about like the uh, preseason, like our preseason show. Um, but, yeah, it looks like he's going to come in and slot as one of the starting tackles. And you've got a local kid who actually played quarterback for um, Edgewater in R.J. Harvey, yes. who's actually he's from Virginia. He plays for, uh, played, plays for Virginia, but he's transferring in to be a running back. Yes. I remember that kid. That kid was a freaking stud. Yeah. Like, he was scary. The fact that he was ever on a winless team blows my mind. 
That just tells you everything about coaching. Sorry, Chris Leak. You sucked. <laughs> and you touch little girls. Um, oh, wow. But it's true. Yeah. It's true. That's why he's not coaching. And then you've got Deontay Marks, uh, the wide receiver from Florida. Who Did you hear that whole thing? Like, oh, he was transferring to UCF, and then everyone said he was actually going to Ole Miss. And then his mom had to come out and be like, no, he's definitely going to UCF. Like, check yourself. Right, right. I think what happened, and I was reading a little bit about this in the dungeon, is he came out and you know made a made a post on Twitter like, "Hey, I'm going to UCF." And I think that at the time we didn't have an opening for him because we were trying to chase these other guys, the, the yeah. Bod Wilson and Jalen Francois. And then he went and talked to Old Miss, but we were still trying to work something out. And I guess whatever strings we pulled grade wise or, or whatever we had a we had a slot for him and he was finally able to to come here which is where he he always wanted to come so we it just took a little while to make it official but i think he wanted to be here the whole time oh yeah i so, mean and, and we want guys who want to be here man that's what that's what football is all about if you get guys who are where they want to be and it's here it's going to be a great day what what makes me excited is when you look at the schools of where these kids are coming from. You got a kid from Virginia that just competed for the conference championship against Clemson last year. I think it was last year, right? That, that was, it was yeah, Virginia yeah, Clemson. Yeah. You got obviously Florida, who's supposed to be the top dog in our state, right. and who's slotted to be a top three SEC team. You've got Georgia, another mm-hmm. top SEC team. You've got Nebraska, which is a traditional powerhouse, obviously not there, but still a Power Five school. So you got. Five transfers from kids from Power Five schools, all coming to UCF as opposed to anywhere else. That right. should tell you the landscape of college football is obviously changing. So, just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I mean, we we just, the biggest our biggest hurdle right now is just you know our I, I like our conference, but our conference makes crap decisions. Our leader is not the the you know the the best leader for the for the for our conference, I mean, he'll say power six and then say power five in the same sentence. Like, you know, it's your brand. If you're going to say power six, say it on everything. Don't, you know, don't go back and forth between this power five and power six. But in reality, we either need the teams that are in our conference to keep having a lot of success so that our conference is respected overall. But, you know, what would be even a quicker way to get the respect that we that we deserve is to get into one of those five autonomous conferences i mean that's really the bottom that's obviously the goal i mean thankfully as we talked about on one of our last shows ucf ended last season or the i'm sorry the american ended last season as what should have been considered a power five conference because we had a a stronger everything than the pac-12 yeah so i mean that should talk a lot about the quality of football in the american when you have cincinnati and memphis and us and a rising ecu team and we finally got rid of i think what probably cut a lot of fat off is getting rid of Connecticut. Yeah. UConn being gone, just them leaving is enough to go, yeah, the Americans better right off the bat just because they don't have UConn anymore. <laughs> well, the problem with UConn is always, at least it's a name. Through basketball, it's a name. I mean, it sucks as a football yeah. team, but at least through basketball, it's a name. Um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's little things like that. But what, what do you think about this whole COVID situation? Do you think with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten sitting out and the you know, the Americans still in it. Do you think that's going to bring some more validity to the conference being really the, the, at least in the top four of conferences that are playing this year, do you think that gives us a boost? I think so, because I think the biggest part is ignorance on other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, people follow brands, the big 10, the big 12, the pac 12, the ACC, all those are huge brand names. People watch them. They own, they only watch them. 
people who watch Pac-12 games aren't watching American games. Yeah. They're watching USC. They're watching UCLA, Oregon. They don't give a crap about Cincinnati and Memphis. But now they don't really have much of a choice. College football has kind of been tunneled down to really four major conferences. And no offense to like the Mountain West and the rest of those ones, but you've got like Boise or nothing. And then you've got nobody in the... Which I actually, the Mid-American already canceled their conference as well, so they're not yeah. playing. The, the Sun Belt is Appalachian State, which is a arguably top 25 team, you know, but that's it. Yeah. So it'll definitely give people the opportunity to watch Cincinnati, Memphis, UCF, and see the quality of football and how, you know, we do have three really good top 25 teams that are that puts us in the same breath as some of those other Power 5 leagues, period. Yeah. ACC is Clemson right now or bust, unfortunately. We'll see how North Carolina does. We'll see how Virginia does after you know their their breakout year last year. But you know that's a very top heavy league. Obviously, I think SEC homers will always talk about you know the quality of their conference. You can't go through the gauntlet, but they're a top heavy conference too. You look at the you look at the worst teams in the SEC and they're bad. You look at the worst teams in the Big Ten and they're bad. Mm-hmm. Rutgers, yeah. are you kidding me? Like Big Twelve, there's absolutely no defense whatsoever. American plays good, solid across the board football. Whether and, But people just don't want to hear that because it's not part of the narrative of what they're fed. This is an opportunity for people to get a, a good broad look at what college football looks like and that there is quality football outside of the quote-unquote Power Five. Absolutely. Well, I think you're absolutely right. We're going to get some exposure this year. I, I wish that we had the cross-conference play that we've had in, yeah. in years past. That's the only thing that's going to hold it back is people are still going to say, like, well, your conference sucks. But, you know, other than that, I think we're going to get a lot more – viewers this year i know i'm excited to watch college football today i don't care who's playing yeah um, just give me something i was watching austin p and i don't even i don't even know the other Southern team was. arkansas yeah something like yeah. that they, they, they were a bear logo and they were like right. blue in color but i was watching that awful game that was awful quarterback play i'm sorry austin p after throwing like 27 points on us in a quarter a couple years ago their quarterback play was god awful sorry Osteen or whoever I don't I don't even know who their who their quarterback was but he wasn't very good. Let's talk, we got some uh, you know UCF is changing the way they're doing stuff this year as far as ticket plans, season tickets, tailgating, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So you know let's let's talk about those things because I know that those are on the minds of a lot of diehard fans. First of all, no tailgating. What the heck, man? I'm a- I just bought two new tents. <laughs> two massive chairs, yep. a brand new huge cooler. I was so ready for this season and just knowing that's going to sit in the corner of my garage. I'm still going to tailgate somewhere. Oh, absolutely. We're going to go find we'll some place. We'll tailgate in your front yard if we have to. Oh, we're we're going to tailgate these these games. Um, ticket plans, you know, things have changed. If you had season tickets, you're, you don't have season tickets right now. You've probably got a time to sign up for a package um, with the other people in your section but you're not getting seven games anymore. You're getting four home games, and those four home games aren't great games other than maybe Cincinnati. Um, so, you know, what, what do you think about What are you going to do in that case? I, I think I've talked to you a little bit about this. Yeah, I think we've decided that we're just going to – because the way I think they're having it is you get a credit to your account. You get to choose what package you want, and then whatever's left over will roll over to 2021. And right. I think we decided that because of the selection they're giving, we're just going to roll over to 2021. I'm all about supporting the Knights – I've donated plenty of money to the program. I've been on Twitter where, you know, Steven or Chris or one of our friends that's part of the UCF Twitter mafia will randomly tag me and I'm donating 30 bucks to the program on a whim. I I do that all the time. I don't need to give them anything else. I'm sorry. I know the whole thing. Oh, you can donate your season tickets. No, Danny White. 
I love you, but no, <laughs> sorry. I, I will take my tickets next year. I think I'm on the same page as you as far as rolling those tickets over, but the allure is still there to be, you know, it's four games. I almost feel like it's a calling for me to have to try to get into those games. It's, it's <laughs> a no, like nothing about it is going to be great for me other than the fact that I know I will be loud. And if that, I'll hear you on TV, if there's, if there's something that I can do to help UCF win, then I, I almost feel like I have to do it. I would much rather be sitting on a couch with friends and watching the game on TV. It's a great experience to watch it on TV because you, you understand everything you hear, you know, what's going on in the game, you know, what penalties are. It's tough to be a fan in the stands, but if I can be in the, in the stands and cheer these guys on to victory and feel like, you know, again, our, our biggest strength right now, not our biggest strength, but one of our big strengths is how great we are in the stands, how loud we are against other teams. And, you know, even playing that game against Cincinnati two years ago, where was it Cincinnati? Yeah, it was Cincinnati. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was the that was the freaking the college game day game. Right, right. I mean, we we ruined them from the start. At four plays in a row, they just couldn't even deal with our fan noise. They and, had two false starts in a row. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm torn right now. I'm going to see our date. I can is, see the anguish on your face. Like yeah. this is like a, an emotional decision. So September 10th is our date to actually look at the plans and see what we want to do. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a good year financially, so we may be able to just you know, eat the cost of it and get and get those games and get there and, and help our nights. But I just don't know at this point what we're going to do. It's tough because I just have this, maybe it's the half Jew in me that goes, <laughs> I cannot spend $300 in season tickets for four games. I can't pay double basically is yeah. what they're asking me to do. It just, yeah, there's just something I just, I don't, I don't like that. I'm not getting that value, especially since we moved our tickets to seats that we were so excited to be in. I know. And like, had we just been playing a hundred dollars again, we it would probably. Would I probably wouldn't give a damn. Yeah. No, if it was a hundred dollars for those be... seats and like the nosebleeds of that <laughs> of, uh, next to the student section, whatever. But like now we're like next to the tower press box and like on the lower bowl, and I was so excited. And I'm like, you know, I'd rather just wait until next year and enjoy. Now I might buy like a scalp ticket for a game just to go and yeah. just be a part of the situation. But I hope to be on my couch and if I can hear the loudest go bone. From you that I've ever heard on television. That's all you're here the whole game. Go bone, <laughs> let's go bone. Well, I mean, so we'll see. So let's see. So boot. That's your, you know, 2021 season. You can roll your tickets over. That's something I'm definitely going to do either way. I want to have those same seats in 2021. Yeah. Um, you know, UCF themselves. They have some opt outs. I think they had ten the other day. Yeah, it's. I think if I recall correct, it's the largest amount of opt outs of any team in college football. Is it really? Or at least FBS, as far as I read. Well, I know we lost some big names. DJ Mack would be probably the biggest name that we're aware of because of his role over the years and taking over for KZ and mm-hmm. winning that big conference championship game for us. Um, but not unexpected because of the quarterback competition we have yeah. at UCF. I kind of felt like he would, I think this is the opportunity for him to focus on transferring. If he can get his classes done, I think you were the one that mentioned making it a grad transfer, yeah. graduate in the spring, transfer to a school that can show his big arm. Cause he, he's a good kid and he deserves the attention that he can get. Unfortunately, he's in a situation where he's competing with a UCF legend and Mackenzie Milton trying to come back from injury. And then this prodigy of a quarterback who may be even better than Mackenzie Milton right. and Dylan Gabriel. Right. 
So uh, we're big DJ Mac fans. Wherever he ends up, I'm going to be a fan of that team. And um, I think, you know, as far as his size-wise, he probably has the best shot of being an NFL guy just yeah. because of – He's like 6'3", 200-plus pounds, rocket yeah. arm. So we're, we're fans. Wherever he goes, we're going to be on board. Uh, a big loss for us, too, is Tay Gowan. Mm-hmm. Um, Breakout was, year last year. Yeah. I mean, he transferred in last year, had a great year. We're looking forward to another great year this year. But he's got – both those guys have kids, like, you know, newborn baby kids. And yeah, Did I, you hear that Tay Gowan's daughter apparently got, got COVID-19? And that's, that's what influenced his decision? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Apparently, that's a big thing. He, went, he wanted to focus on helping her get healthy, preparing for the NFL, get that money. I mean, he's a good prospect. He's got size. I think another year of film would have helped him a lot more. I think I, I'm, I'm hoping this isn't a Deandrick Selson situation where you know you had one really good year, right. and I loved Snellson. I thought I thought if he came back, he could have easily been a mid round pick. He was a great slot player, um, but I think that's what happens sometimes. You you're on that phenomenal team, you look great, and but you only got a year of film. And when you're in a position like defensive back or wide receiver where there's literally dime a dozen, mm-hmm. you have to really stand out. Not that Tay Gowan can't. I think he has an opportunity to be, especially with you know the seat, like with all the COVID and all the uncertainty of everything. And a lot of people are probably going back to school simply because they get the extra year of eligibility. Yeah. It might give them a good opportunity. So wish him the best for that as well. Absolutely. And uh, you know another another big thing that kind of came out of camp, and we're not sure it's just because DJ Mac opted out, but Quadri Jones is the definitive number two. Now I don't know mm-hmm. if that led to Mac's decision to opt out. Or if he just naturally slides in at the number two, but you know, like like you know, Quadri was gone last year. He yep. was transferred to another school, and he was he was on his way to you know being somewhere else, and it didn't work out for him. And he wanted to come back, and the team welcome back with open arms. Yeah, absolutely. And now he's he's the guy behind Dylan Gabriel, so he's definitely going to see some time this year. Oh yeah, he's one he's one play away from being the starter, and that's true too. And I and I'm not upset about that i feel like he's a great player came out of jones high school local guy uh total athlete but he's a he's got a great arm mm-hmm. and um i think being in this system for two years now he's probably got gotten really good at it so i i'm not i'm not shy about having quandary as our as our second option and mm-hmm. becoming our first option so that's yeah i agree 100 yeah, percent. good news um so we'll talk more about UCF in our next show, but let's let's move on and talk about some of these other sports things that are going on. I, this one I am clueless on. I know they did some stuff, but I'll let you talk about them. Orlando City Soccer um, made some kind of finals run. I remember hearing about it. You I don't watch w- it. I don't watch it. Oh. I, I'm not a soccer guy. Well, neither am I. But I was just excited Orlando is involved in something. So that's true. But I, I guess I didn't see enough hype about it to really get interested into it. But um, gotcha. I would like to go tailgate and go to the games again. I don't think they had any fans for any of this stuff. No, they, they unfortunately didn't. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, I guess they started with a. If you watch soccer enough, there's a lot of tournaments, a lot, like, mm-hmm. and a lot of different cups. I guess we had something called like the MSL is back tournament and uh, orlando made the finals the mls is back mls okay. is back it, that's that's what they called it right. so it was a a small tournament um orlando city made the finals like i said they had a tough road together the first game they won in penalties like you know like in hockey when they have the shootout or whatever but you know they moved on to the next round and i think they won their next two games i wouldn't say handedly but they won with supreme confidence and they go against portland that was that's consistently competing for the championship in the mls so lost two to one to them played them very tough though up to the last minute which was awesome and since then i believe they're two one and one they have a game today against miami uh, no no i'm sorry atlanta atlanta we we 
lost to Miami the other day. Um, or, or tied with I don't even together. know that these cities have teams. Yeah. So you you mentioning all this stuff is way over. I'm just my trying head. to educate you, but I will I will get in the game and cheer if they ever open it back up. This I game. will say the one thing that's exciting about soccer games is this is basically it, it, I think it's up your alley where you can just get hammered and you just stand on your chair and scream and chant like for yeah. 90 minutes. That's all they do in the stands. Yeah. I did go to it's one a party. Game. I, I, well, before we were MLS, I went to a game and uh, some of the chants had a lot of curse words in them i don't know if that's still the case but i was i was kind of pretty sure about all that. <laughs> um so we have another big player i mean i'm not sure if you know if you've no, ever heard i of do him. not you, you don't know who nani nope. is did you know did you recognize the name kaka everyone knows kaka all right so we're, we're talking about nani and kaka so yes. these are these are these are people terms that i used in middle school exactly um <laughs> But Kaká, I, I believe, either retired we cu- or we cut him. I don't remember what that was, but he was a big player from Brazil, like a, a big name. Mm-hmm. Orlando gets these guys that are like well past their prime, but you know, if you're playing for Brazil or Portugal, one of those massive, you know, one of the big soccer countries, mm-hmm. even when you're 35, you're better than most Americans. So we got this guy named Nani who played for Portugal. I really don't know any of the club teams he played for, but I just I recognize the name. So he's on our team, arguably our best player. Um, I talked to a buddy of mine who's pretty big into uh, soccer and wanted and just kind of shot the stuff with him for a little bit. And he gave me some information in terms of like players to look for that I thought pretty interesting. So we've got three big players in our team that might be breakout stars that could be like, you know, top of the MLS kind of people. Got a kid named Chris Mueller, plays defense. He is huge, though. I looked at like his stats. He's like as big as I am. And I'm a big dude. And he plays soccer. I'm like, that's irregular. Um but he plays defense. He's a huge hustler. He's constantly fighting for the ball. And so I think he was a big reason for our success in that run. Um, get this other kid named Pereira, who is a uh, midfielder who I do remember watching because he, he got a couple assists and I think a goal during the tournament. Um, but he's a, he's a big, like, he, he makes things happen on the field. He's good with the ball on his, at his feet. Um, and then there's another kid who's local to Orlando. I had no clue. His name is Benji Michelle, who played for Montverde Academy. And I think he went out west to play college soccer, but now he's playing for Orlando City in his hometown. So three people to kind of keep an eye out moving forward in terms of soccer. I don't know anything like strategically to talk about or anything like that. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that those are big names. And I'm trying to, you know, be a good fan. I like just supporting any professional team in the city. So All learning right. people's names helps a little bit when I can be in the stand screaming Mueller score a goal, even though he's never going to score a goal because he doesn't play a position that's supposed to. But I'm... I'll pretend like I yeah. know what I'm doing. And get me in the stands. I'll I'll cheer for the purple team, and uh, maybe I'll learn a little bit more about this. But let's let's keep moving here. We got one more sport we're going to talk about, and you know what? It's football. Of course. So, uh, we're talking about NFL now, and I see your first note on here is that your Jaguars are uh, not not making the right moves to appease you right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I hate them so much. So. There's a there's a really cool um, when we ch- when we changed our uniforms a couple of years ago, I kind of like toned them down and made them a little bit more basic from the crazy superhero looking uniforms we had. There's a really cool picture of um, AJ Boye, Nagakwe, Miles Jack, Leonard Fournette, um, Jalen Ramsey. Like we have all of our best players on this poster. Mm-hmm. Not a single player on that poster is on this team anymore. Three years later, after making a run within arguably a pass to get into the Super Bowl right. and beat the Patriots in the AFC title game. That Miles Jack was not down. Was Bortles in that? that uh, he was. Bortles led that team. Yeah, but I'm saying, was he in that poster too? Or? No, he wasn't, oh, okay. unfortunately. Right. Um, yeah, Miles Jack wasn't down. AJ Boye did not commit pass interference. The Patriots are cheaters. Anyway, 
Yeah, the Jaguars, they suck, man. We just we just cut Leonard Fournette, a guy who already had his money guaranteed. We're paying him $4.5 million for this year, and we cut him. Yeah. I, I don't understand what you're thinking when you're, you've already paid him the money, and you hate him that much. A guy who had 1,600 scrimmage yards between rushing and passing last year, he's argued your best offensive player, and you're going to cut him? Well, don't worry. The the Tampa Bay fans picked him up. Oh, yeah. He's playing with Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and Mike Evans and that stacked offense. Tampa Bay might legit be a – they are a Super Bowl threat, period. Bruce Arians at, at uh, coaches. That's a good football team. Um, but, yeah, speaking of, we, we obviously traded away one of our only Knights, A.J. Boyer, who was part of the early two th- 2010 teams. That was great. So he's on Denver now. And talking about UCF Knights in the NFL – Nate Evans plays for the Jaguars and apparently has been a standout stud in camp. Like the coaching staff have been raving about him as being, I think that might be one of the reasons why they've mentioned Miles Jack being on the trading block is maybe Nate Evans could step in and be a Miles Jack-esque player. He's got the same athletic ability. Maybe not as fast as him because that kid also played running back, but he's a good, he's a good linebacker and we got him as an undrafted free agent. So he's inexpensive. Good deal. Mm -hmm. Good to see Nate doing well. Exactly. I'm excited for that. Um, who else? We got Gabe Davis, who's playing. Yeah, get, at the at the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, your team. Yeah, and your and your fiance's team. Yeah, well, Very exciting. Bill fans seem to like be overly ecstatic for him. And he look. I've seen some of the videos. He looks good. He's one of the few receivers that is who's running down the balls that Josh Allen is just chucking. The bad Josh Allen. <laughs> we have the good Josh Allen in Jacksonville. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what other news are we talking about? AK Adrian Killings unfortunately cut from the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. After camp, not necessarily unexpected, as we just talked about, because he's like five foot, one hundred and ten pounds, yeah. but still disappointing. Because you were hoping for good things from a great college player, but maybe not necessarily a prototypical NFL player. Um, is there anybody else that we got to talk about in terms of what's going on with the Knights in the NFL? I mean, Bortles still doesn't have a team yet. I'm hoping that maybe when Mackenzie Milton becomes the head coach of the Knights, he'll be the offensive coordinator or quarterbacks coach or something. <laughs> he'll just be sitting on the sideline drinking beer. Um, and, oh, the Griffin twins. Uh, we got, you know, um, Shaquille Griffin made a Pro Bowl. That's great. Yeah. Shaquem Griffin having had a pretty solid year. I mean, twins playing together in Seattle is pretty awesome. They're fan favorites. Everybody adores them. So some good things happening by Knights. I heard uh, Traquan Smith might be a bubble player for the Saints this year. After catching the record touchdown for Drew Brees and having pretty solid two seasons, he's there's a lot of competition over there, and I think he's kind of like possibly one of those guys on the outside looking in. Hopefully not. It's it's. I think today is cut day, so we'll find out by the end of the day what happens with that. Oh wow! I would imagine someone would pick him up if he got cut. Hopefully Jacksonville will. We don't really have. Rece- We're probably going to trade all three of our receivers if I would have any guess. So to- how else they can make our team horrible? So. That's it sports-wise for me. You yeah. got anything else? No, I mean, that's that's pretty good. We've, we've been away for a while. That's a good kind of wrap-up on things that uh, that we've missed, and hopefully it kind of caught you up on some of the sports and stuff like that. We're going to do a, a pregame show coming up here and um, you know where we talk just about UCF, and that's what we focus on. But I think... Uh, Didn't you want to do a minute about town? Didn't you have a really good experience oh, recently? We did, actually. So I, I want to hear about this place. Well, tell me. Tell me all about it. I don't know if I have all the ins and outs of it, but we went last night. There's a place in Oviedo that's opened up recently, actually opened up during COVID, called Irish 31. Um, and it is an Irish bar right there on Alfea and Mitchell Hammock. Um, went there last night, got 
God, what were these things called? They were called, uh, I can't think of the name, but they're like potato balls, kind of an appetizer thing. And you, you dip them in cheese or you dip them in uh, a habanero salsa. It's a different type of food, but it's basically like a fried mashed potato. It's pretty good. We had their, uh, their, their chicken 31, which was like a bourbon chicken type deal. That was really good. The drinks were good. It was, and it's a really good atmosphere. We actually showed up and had to, they told us a 45 minute wait. We ended up waiting about 15 minutes before we got seated, but it's uh it's a pretty hopping joint. And it's over in Oviedo, right? It is in Oviedo. It's right okay. there on uh, Alfea and Mitchell hammock. So if you get a chance, go over there. I think it's one of the, uh, you know, better places that's kind of popped up recently. That's a bar type atmosphere. And even with the social distancing, it's it's a good time and it's good to see other people and kind of enjoy the night out. So that's my men about town is Irish 31. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. I, the only one I can think of recently that I had not been to in forever is, is more of a staple, which is Casino t- uh, 214 over in Winter Park, right? Like right in par- right off Park Avenue, Mexican place. Okay. It's delicious. Uh, we we uh, we're we're Costco members, which I was always afraid of joining that cult, but <laughs> apparently it's a great thing. And uh, one of the things that they do is they like will sell hundred dollars worth of gift card, gift cards for eighty bucks. Right. So we got a, a two pack gift card of two fifty dollar gift cards for eighty dollars, and we went with a couple friend of ours, the Wallaces, who highly recommended the place. Apparently, they go every every year for um, our friend Adam's birthday, and they swore by this uh, uh, queso. And you take some chorizo meat and you yeah. add it in the cake. Oh my god! You gotta do that. I. It was basically like sex in a bowl. It was so freaking good. I loved it. We. That's basically all, that, that was my dinner. Is we we ordered more and more and just lot. It was amazing. And they also had a really nice uh, brisket quesadilla. That's what I had for dinner. It was delicious. What was that I mean, place called again? Uh, I think it's called Cocina Two Fourteen. Okay. I might be mispronouncing that. I'm not Hispanic, so I'll I can't say. Check it out. Oh, we'll go with you. It's really good. And they have, a, oh, what you would really love is their margaritas. They have this special margarita <laughs> yep. sangria frozen mix that is off the chain called the Diablo. We very much enjoyed ourselves. It was a good dinner. So we'll go get, we'll go get some gift cards at 20% off and uh, go have a party. Good deal. I'm in for that. Absolutely. Right. Well, we want to thank you guys for joining us on our inaugural show back. And, uh, We're going to be coming at you again with a UCF preview show, so look out for that. Thanks for joining us. I am Todd, and James has our shameless plugs, I'm sure. Oh, shameless plug. Uh, Yeah, we're actually, like, we started a new company. We're with a new company, 3MG Roofing. So, as my mother would say, 3MG Roofing when you want perfection. (laughs) Yeah, we left our original company. I'm actually part owner of this company. I dragged Todd with me because I can't work without Todd. So, he's working with us. But, yeah, if you need your roof done, call us at 3MG Roofing when you want perfection. How about, how about a uh, plug for our show? Don't we have like a Instagram or an Insta? Oh, do oh we're gonna, oh we're talking about plugging there. Well, I was oh. talking about both. I don't know. Okay, well yeah, I mean you can look us up on Instagram at Three Night Bender with the number three. You can look us up at Twitter at at Three Night Bender on Twitter. Uh, our Facebook page keep uh, tabs on updates. My wife is great with the social media stuff, so especially if you're on Instagram and you follow the story, she'll give you the latest sports updates happening on a daily basis. She usually posts three or four times a day. But go give us a like, a follow. Check us out. I'm also at, at Coach Boozos. You got Todd over at, at Hauser Tube. Give us a look, like, follow for anything really just hysterical. Todd's just funny. He likes posting funny stuff. So, yeah, that's our plugs. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.